Hello there, and welcome to Storm Episode 51. Is that a, is that a good... I don't know. I think you're going to find that that's the perfect title for this episode. <laughs> now we'll come to reveal itself, much like the alien mystique upon which we're basing this. The alien mystique. It will, gen- it will slowly... <laughs> It will slowly unspool its secrets over the course of many hundreds of years, specifically centered after the 1950s to heroin-addicted farmers in the what's, Southwest. That's how it's going to go. What's the book called? The Feminine Mystique by yes. Betty what, Friedan? Friedan, yeah. So it's The, the Alien Mystique by <laughs> Betty something. By Cletus, who lives in rural <laughs> Arizona. Like what the pro book, my butt! <laughs> okay, so we're doing... If you can't tell, we're... Oh, wait. We never introduce ourselves. I'm Alex. I'm z <laughs> I'm uh, Zephlorbivorb, and uh, this is Suck My Alien Fanfic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, a- Area 51. That's it. Episode 51. We're running out of steam. 51. Really are. Area 51. You know, 52, new 52. Who knows? We're just going to go free association for now. I know. Movie 43. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, what's the... You said you had an opening topic? I did have an opening topic, but I'm not finding great entertaining content on it. So, uh, I do want to just cover Area 51 and how it's like a fan fiction of reality that is cooked up by, like, meth heads who live yeah. in the Southwest. Yeah. Um, and how in, like, 2012 or 2013 or whatever it was, they actually disclosed, like, what projects were going on. <laughs> yeah. They're like, U2 bombers or something like that that were being made there. Yeah. Well, U2's not a bomber. U2's a bomb band, though. Yeah, it is true. No, uh, U2 aircraft. U2 aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. E2 is a bomber. Those That's are the flying right. wings. We saw one of those on 4th of July. That's right. That's right. Uh, the U2 is a reconnaissance aircraft. Okay. And that yeah. makes sense why it's high, flying at like higher altitudes and yeah. everyone thinks it's like a, a spaceship or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was the one that got shot down over Russia, and then we had to trade our, our pilot for it. Mm. Yeah. So... Yeah, I've heard a lot of different theories. I've actually watched the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix. You know what I'm talking about? Let's hear it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Bob Lazar is the first guy to come out and be like, if anything, I was honestly, a... he sounds like an alien propagandist because his last name's Laser. Laser. It's pronounced Lazar. It's pro- I swear it's Lazar. He came out and he's like, yeah, I was a scientist who worked there and they used anti-gravitational devices to propel... Aircraft. I saw at least like three or something like that. I don't know if I ever saw a legitimate alien body, but I saw their craft. And the documentary is super interesting. It's really weird, too, because it's narrated by Mickey Rorick. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, cut in with these weird narrations. So it's just, like, you know, uh, you know, could Area 51 have aliens? And then it'll just, like, cut to this weird, like, wide shot of a desert at night. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just hear, like, Mickey Rorick, like, other life. How fucked up could this one be? And it's like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? So it's just like, it's this really weird documentary that sort of explains his story. Do they talk about MJ-12 or Majestic 12? I don't know what that is. Because I'm seeing right now, just like going through their pages on, on Wikipedia, that yeah. that a lot of UFO conspiracy theorists believe that there was like an organization called Majestic 12 formed by Harry S. Truman uh. in 1947 to like investigate fallen spacecraft and like create yeah. spaceships. Well, see, that's the issue, is a U- UFOs are real, because they're unidentified flying objects. Right. And everything's a UFO until you identify Until you identify it. it. Then, it's an, <laughs> then it's an IFO. Yeah, identified flying object. Mm-hmm. Or it's just an FO. Flying so, object. It's just flying object. So it's just, when you hear people who are so pro-Area 51, like, the U.S. admitted it, UFOs are real. It's like, yeah, but not in the way you want them to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Uh, the big thing with the Bob Lazar is that 
allegedly he got let go from the program because they thought that he stole a um, a fuel source. So the whole point is, I think it was element one one sixteen, mm-hmm. un un antium, something like that. Okay. Um, un un hexium. I think it's un un hexium. All right, fire it up. Okay. He he claimed back in the eighties, seventies, whenever he was coming out about this, that that was the fuel source for you know faster than light travel and anti gravitational travel. And at the time, it had never been created. Hmm. So like, bro, you're saying that this element that's not even real is a fuel source shut the fuck up and then we created it in a lab but it was like it's a very unstable isotope so it only stays that way for a little bit mm-hmm. and he's like I, i'm validated because it is real you can make it it's, it's actually like, occurring where they're from it's so. like QAnon, where it's like i'm just gonna like get a bunch of stuff and then eventually it'll become real it'll land real life events. yeah and so that's that's the most that i've done for like area 51 that's a research. lot that's a lot you literally just went went on the deep dive of it yeah i did because i because i you know Trying to be a rational thinker. You want to find out if these things people are talking about are real. Sometimes you can put more time into it than mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, you know, you really shouldn't put too much time into skunk, or, you know, into Bigfoot. Skunk Ape's real. But Bigfoot, I wouldn't put too much What's time into What's that one? What's that one? Skunk Ape? It's the Bigfoot in the Everglades. Okay. There's a Skunk Ape Research Center in Everglades City. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds like a good use of money. Is that privately funded? Privately, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So Skunk Ape, totally real. I'm not going to fight that skunk one. Gate? Skunk Gate? Skunk Ape. Skunk ape. You know you're around one because you can smell it. <laughs> Is that the tagline for skunk ape coming <laughs> summer 2021? Smell it. Smell it when you're around. Yeah, skunk ape. Starring Rob Schneider as the skunk ape. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a skunk ape? Um, yeah, and also for... So, if I was the U.S. government, and which I think is what's happening, yeah. and I was Lockheed Martin, yeah. I would love this. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, totally. Oh, no aliens, and then like slip like yeah. like a, a flying saucer out there and be like, I'll cover it with a tarp and be like, no way, because I'm really working on like advanced yeah. war warfare like technology. Yeah, like if, you, if you've ever looked into what the F-35 can do, mm-hmm. uh, that's scary. Like it's insane what that aircraft can do. Way over budget, way over time, but like for being designed over 10 years ago, <laughs> because they can just now make them, mm-hmm. Oh my god! So if that's public, I don't even want to know what's private right, because right, that's right. a dummy. I'd re- and then like you know, I'm gonna let you have in Roswell. I'm gonna yeah. let you have your little uh, yeah, yeah. cafe for aliens and everything because yeah. what I'm making is ten times worse than that. Exactly. It's not gonna go away yeah. when you pour water on it, Joaquin Phoenix. No, it's gonna be here to stay. Yeah. And so also like the mass pollution that's going mm-hmm. into that lake. They're like, yeah, aliens, aliens, yeah. dump chemicals, dump chemicals, <laughs> just dump chemicals, <laughs> nuclear like waste. Just that's can't. alien pee. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Or a fish comes out with like three tails, and they're like, it's an alien fish. Alien, alien pellets. We found it in right. like a alien aquarium. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a Jamiroquai album. What's that? Alien Aquarium. Alien Aquarium? So, you know Jamiroquai? No, don't. Oh, it's a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, Canned Heat, the song from Napoleon. Yeah, Daniel. yeah, I love that song. Th- it's them. No. Yeah. This sounds like I found out one of my childhood heroes is like a, you know, an unsavory past. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to like this. Is it, is it good? Are they good? Oh, no, they're great. Oh, okay. They're fantastic. Well, then this is great. This is like finding out my childhood hero is Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Michael Jackson. It was Tom Hanks. Yeah! It was amazing. <laughs> I got the good one. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I... 1947, Roswell, New Mexico. 1985, you arrive. What's that? 
There's a J. Cole line. Oh, that is. 1985. That's a good song. Then the whole thing, like Area 51, was kind of like a hokey, like, American folktale. Yeah. And then it came rushing, Naruto run rushing back yeah. into relevancy. They can't kill all of us. A couple a couple years ago. <laughs> Do you know the genesis of the Storm Area 51? Do you know that why? I, I'm going to take a, a guess. Because I don't. What I, oh, you don't know. I don't ask. So me. my understanding is there was a dude on Facebook who used to make really dumb events and then sent them out to all of his friends. And he just made one, which was Storm Area 51. They can't kill all of us. They can't stop us all. Yeah. They can't stop us all. And his friends, you know, he invited his friends, they invited theirs, and then it just got really big. And then they went... It was well, after watching that episode of uh, the Joe Roman podcast. Yes, with, the, uh, the Bob Lazar episode. Laser. The Bob Lazar episode. We're Bob Lazar truthers here. Yeah. Oh, I, I, forgot to, I forgot to talk about the big thing with Bob Lazar. So, allegedly, he was... Um, he claims that he was not allowed to work there anymore because... He stole some of the element, and he has it hidden somewhere. Oh. So what's really weird is... All right, Joseph Smith. Do you know what his occupation is right now? Probably author. I think he lives in New York. It's New York or Ohio. It's somewhere near there. And he makes elements to sell to schools to do things. Oh, to do their little, like, rock salt experiment. Yeah. That's cute. So he makes those. You make elements? Yeah. Is yeah, that a job? That's a profession. That's I mean, his like profession. Synthesize. Yes. Yeah. Don't they just crank those out in a factory? No. Or do we have like like literally all of the little elements, little dabs of sodium I've been using have been made by like freaking Bob Lazar? That's you, like just like if you watch the documentary, he's in his like workshop. With upstate his, New York apothecaries, yeah. these druids yeah. are just forming elements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's yeah. an amazing industry. And so the weird thing is, is, is you're like, I made artisanal sodium carbonate. <laughs> yeah, they just sell it at a farmer's market. But the, like, <laughs> the, crazy, the crazy thing some is, phosphorus? he's making elements, and he allegedly has element 116. And so you're like... The one that he got from the vault. The one that he got from the vault. So it's, just, it's this weird, like, I, you're definitely full of shit, but you're, like, weirdly full of shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, right off the bat, do you believe in aliens? <sighs> How do we describe aliens? There's, okay, so there's two questions that I think go along with this. Mm -hmm. It's either, first is, do you believe in aliens? Second one is, do you believe that they visited? Bro. So the first one is, as aliens, I'm saying sentient life from another planet. I think we're the aliens. Okay. We're the virus. Dude, we're the fucking virus, bro. Um, do I think that, I mean, sentient life, like, in the same way that we're sentient, or in the same way, like, a dog is sentient? Whatever we can conceptualize as sentient and able to travel in space. Hmm. Travel in space? It doesn't have to be space-faring where you can, you know, faster than light travel. It's just travel through space. Oh, can they get up to their moon? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, but I feel like we're, like, one grain of sand yeah. on New Smyrna Beach, and then there's another grain yeah. of sand on Cocoa Beach, yeah. and that's sentient life, so it doesn't matter. It's one grain of sand it in does not matter. Bondi Beach in Australia. I think, like, yeah, there's probably something out there, but in, in no comprehensible yeah. number of lifetimes will we ever make contact. Yeah. So I've gotten in this argument with a lot of my friends, because I really love astronomy, like I love all that stuff. In my non-professional opinion, just from what I know, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I've seen some astrophysicists say that if there were, we're like long past it. Yeah, when we had the dinosaurs, the there were sentient life elsewhere. Oh, so we're behind. Okay. We're, yeah. So maybe they're already extinct. Maybe their exactly. circle has already been completed. So we're like the last grasp of sentient life in the universe, that's, which that seems makes sense kind to of, me. That seems, kind of, uh, that seems kind of arrogant. Yeah. But I, so there's it's a, on us. It's on, we need to un un concentrate. <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> we're the virus. We're the planetary virus. I would say if on you look at... Donald Trump, that's the word I used. <laughs> 
if you look at some of the stuff that requires the sentient life that we have. Sorry, real quick, I'm reading yeah. the, the Facebook uh, Wikipedia page for uh, Storm Area 51, 51 that can't yeah. stop us all. And it says, the, the, the post boasts of, quote, an attempt to clap alien cheeks, that is, engage in sexual intercourse with aliens. <laughs> no, we're going to fuck some aliens. Referring to the unique running style of an anime character, Naruto Uzumaki, like, geez, like, going. That's like explaining the joke. That's all they're doing. Um, so you need to have a relatively stable star. Mm-hmm. The sun is relatively stable. Sure. A lot of them aren't. You need to have a planet in a habitable zone. And we know that based on if there is a stable star, then the habitable zone is only like a certain band around it that can support life yeah. that we know of it. Oh, we were like any further or closer. Our yeah. ecosystem will be wildly different. Absolutely. By like a matter of miles. You need to have consistent like rotations. Uh, our moon is very important because not only does it pull the tides, which helps with like growing bacteria, um, it also intercepts meteors and asteroids. Yeah, it's like so a little force gravity well. Uh, another thing is not all planets out there have a Jupiter. Jupiter is extremely important. That's like another gravity well that just yes. protects us from all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Also, you have to have a um, magnetic... That's like I've never felt safer than riding in a convertible next to JFK. Exactly. Not going to get Because you know he's... You know, <laughs> that, was that, was good. Good. that was a good one, honestly. That was quick. Um, JFK's slogan when he got elected was, let me be your Jupiter. Let me be quick. So you need a Jupiter. I mean, there to me, there are just a lot of things. It's not very common to have multiple planets in a single system that we know of. So I don't know. There's a lot of pieces there that I think that are big. I, you know, when people say that the universe is massive, it is, but also like there is a finite amount of matter. Sure. And we know that most of the matter is dark matter, and we don't think life can be created by a dark matter. So already with like just half the amount of matter that can be life in half, right. and then most of the matter goes to stars. Right. I mean, I, that's why like when you talk about the idea of sentient life, it's it's interesting. Like, how do you yeah. determine that? Because are we are we superimposing our notion of it as we understand that's why I keep, I keep saying as we know it as we know it. because there are the end of life as we know as we know it yeah. everyone's going to start drinking normal. Bud Light Seltzer instead of White Claw that will be the end of life as, as we, we know, know it. it no it is so I'm just saying as we understand and conceptualize it doesn't seem like there would be in my opinion yeah, not, not, only, not only do you have that smaller pool for yeah. which to have a possibility yeah. to have the same exact parameters is yeah. highly unlikely and but to have different parameters whether they breathe nitrogen yeah. or something yeah, nitrogen based life forms are totally possible whatever entirely possible but they breathe ammonium I don't know what it I is. think that there are I think it's 100% confirmed not confirmed I think it's I, I, I am positive that there is life on Europa there you go which is the moon of Jupiter aliens confirmed I'm positive that there's life I don't know what kind there's of life there's definitely life forms on Titan because that's where Thanos is from that is true there has to be yeah, that's confirmed. There, there are also we know that there's life on Mars. Why is that? Oh, because we just know the yeah. bacteria that are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's Doctor Manhattan on Mars. He's yeah. living out there. He is living out there. God bless him. So there we go. So 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 not only I not only do I that's the first question. I thought so you were making one. a goof. That's why no, I was trying to no. understand a goof. Second one, do you think they visited? I would say no, because now you need faster than light travel. Yeah, I, I think. I mean that the laws of physics as we know them. Do not say faster than light travel. Yeah, I love how like in, in like Star Wars it's like light speed. Yeah. Like they were like originally like light yeah. speed, but it's like. You know that if something's light years apart, if you're going to light speed, it would take you years. Well, you know he did complete the Kessel Run in, what, 12 parsecs? Yeah. Fuck the line is. Yeah. Like a parsec is a unit They retcon that. They retcon that. And it makes sense. I, I know. And there are many apologists for many years who didn't need it to be retconned because yeah. it's like, okay, that makes sense. That's like yeah. I did Daytona 500 in half a mile. just went right across the exactly. track. Exactly. That's what that's I what ran over is. all the mobile homes yes. to get to the other and side. And the rebel flags that are no longer out there. <laughs> that's right. The secret yeah. rebel flags that are yeah. furled up. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
All this to say that the most important thing to come out of these discussions about extraterrestrial life is the storm on Area 51. I would, without a doubt, say that's the most important thing. And I'm trying to understand, like, what specifically about that time and place of, like, last summer caused this to happen? Because I feel like if we were coming right out of a pandemic yeah. quarantine, then it would make sense for everyone to be like, what, Storm Area 51? Yeah, who gives a shit? But yeah. we were living life. We could go to the grocery store. We could do I could go and see events. Movie. Yeah. So why why did we all of a sudden just like hop on this bandwagon? Was it was like everyone was like twenty nineteen worst year ever? So there was like a devil may care attitude. Twenty twenty is around the corner. Like oh, <laughs> let's do that. Fucking wish. Um, but regardless, we know now with hindsight that it did not pan out. It yeah. was just a couple of weeds who were hanging out at the gate to a military base, yeah. um, yelling memes that the guard did not understand. Well, they didn't commit. That's the issue. They didn't commit. You're supposed to commit to the bit. So. What if I were to tell you that a fan fiction was written if people did commit? I would tell you it's only realistic if, like, a thousand people get shot in the head. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna offer that up to you as today's fan fiction. I'm very interested in this. It's titled Area 51, and it's from FIMfiction.net, and a, fiction. a, new, a new platform that I don't, know, I don't know who built it. I don't know if this is a canceled website, so I apologize. It's not sanctioned, but here we go. So I, just real quick, I think the whole Storm Area 51 thing brought up a really good, like, concept, just as, like, Americans, that we can especially think about now with everything that's going on. But it's like, what if we took a vote, and of the 320 million Americans, 170 million said, we want to know it's in Area 51, you have to tell us. Well, that's why we kept petitioning, like, the Freedom of Information Act yeah. and all this stuff. And yeah. it kept getting denied because it was, like, in national security's best interest to not reveal what we got going on. Yeah. But isn't that just, like, an interesting question? Like, if we say we want to know, you should tell us because we're paying you. And they're like, no. <laughs> just, like, very clearly, fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, loopholes, in, yeah. uh, and it's all in the name of, like, national defense yeah. and security. Well, you know, the real the real thing isn't Area 51, it's Area 52. That's right. Area 51 is just a fucking red herring. <laughs> all right, yeah, so let's do this. It's all about Area 43. Actually, 52 and a half. Who knows what's going on in Area 69? Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a raid and it comes with this picture. The raids, I like that. That's good. That's really good paint. Can you see the fedora that that guy's wearing? I can see the fedora and the Naruto running. That's going to come to play. You ready? All right, let's do this. This is by Gray Vicker. We stormed Area 51 looking to clap down alien cheeks. (laughs) I never could have expected what we found. Area 51. They couldn't stop us all. The Nevada desert rumbled as we ran. 300,000 women and men, boys and girls, and even some old fucks who hadn't really already died of exposure, all converging to a single point. Area 51, one of the most secretive and well-protected military bases in the United States of America. We were all united in our journey, through the desert, with one single goal in mind. See dem aliens. (laughs) Clap dem alien cheeks. cheeks. We were only the running cavalry, surrounding the base were the auxiliary groups (laughs) that would help us storm the place. The Chad Corps to the north. The Cheek Clappers Reserve to the west. The Karen Schemer, Screamer Brigade right next to us. And as a surprise, Keanu Reeves had joined our cause and was coming with reinforcements from the southwest. But what a guy. He's a good guy. The beginning of the run had been easy. Too easy. Miles and miles of empty, defenseless land now bore the marks of countless cheap sneakers and Chinese knockoff running shoes. Hey, times are hard, and we made do with what we could. Adidas is a perfectly good brand, as is Nike and Vans, granted you don't mind working the hot glue gun a bit. Friendships bloomed by themselves on the journey, mostly because running in complete silence is torture. As the base slowly came to view, I turned to my companion for the trip, a friend named Triple X Pussy Slayer 69 Triple X. I like that. It probably wasn't his real uh, name. Quick question. Are the X's a specific case? X 
uppercase X, okay. lowercase X. Okay. As you have to. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for asking. I just wanted to clarify. Thanks for asking. It probably wasn't his real name. Probably. You never know in this day and age when stupid names like Brazen, Jackson, and Kevin are the norm. Jackson's with an X, right? Jackson, I'm sorry. Oh. Also with an X. They all have X's. Jackson, yeah. Jackson. J-A-K-X-O-N. J-A-Y-X-O-N. Oh, fuck. Jason, maybe. Jackson. So it appears we have finally arrived, my friend. I say between two handfuls of Doritos and a swing of Mountain Dew. <laughs> it has been a long journey, but at last it has come to an end. I was perfectly eloquent in this moment, trust me. It looks like it, says Pussy Slayer 69. It was almost as long as the time I fucked those two girls in my hot tub for hours. Man, I was sore at the end. Attention, all trespassers. We let out a collective gasp as a high-pitched whine of the siren sounded in the near distance. Turn back at once or you will be shot with impunity. Are we just going to breeze over the fucking the girls in the hot tub thing? Oh, there's more. There's more to that. There's more to that. Okay, I'm interested. My heart raced in my chest and I felt the tension running through the, cl- the crowd. But we knew what had to be done. We couldn't let the government keep hiding the truth from us. To your point. Okay, everybody, like we practiced, we reacted with one massive. We, re- react, we reacted like one massive body fueled with the power of pure weedness. At once, we dropped our shoulders and let our arms flail behind us, channeling the <laughs> infinite power of the Naruto run. <laughs> the world became a blur as our speed increased tenfolds and bullets zipped past us, easily dodged by us in our state of ecstasy. Okay, so here's a question Were you a Naruto runner kid? I've never Naruto run in my life. Okay. I, I would, I'm happy to hear that. I would own up to it if I had. I've never done it. I've never seen Naruto, so I, I've never seen Naruto 2 run that way. I never knew that was like a thing to imitate. It was just like, oh, it's kind of how they like, like fly. Oh, I had kids in my school that used to do that all the time. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a practical application of it. Okay. So they're running so fast, the world blurs away and they're able to dodge the bullets. They become bullet resistant, as it says, one or two bullets bounced off the rim of my fedora, and I smiled as my shot <laughs> proved superior to all others. High caliber, bullets, <laughs> high caliber bullets and rockets ricocheted off harmlessly from our vanguard shields, which were body pillows engineered by Elon Musk himself, on which highly detailed cat girls winked seductively at whoever watched them. I like that. Oh, wow, this is almost too easy, Pussy Slayer 69 said, keeping pace with me, his legs almost invisible. Almost as easy as picking up chicks at the bar. I swear one time I just looked at a group of them, three girls, and next thing I know I was balls deep in all of them. <laughs> In all of them? Which one specifically, I asked. He thought for a second. Yes. I like that. I heard the guards call for reinforcement. Wait. Is that guy an alien? No, he's just like a weed. Oh, damn. I thought I, thought I cracked the code. Like, it's an alien, like, trying to talk, like, talk shit. <laughs> oh, I had sex with all of these human women. I think this is just, like, making fun of all, like, the, okay. the virgins who did I got show you, up. I got you. Uh, the virgins that did show up. Yeah, there's anything, anything wrong with that. Yeah, you showed up, you're a fucking virgin. And Ryan thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> not saying there's anything wrong with that. I heard the guards call for reinforcement. A helicopter started buzzing around, showering us with a hail of machine gun fire. We backflipped and frontflipped, danced like DDR gods to avoid the deadly shower. Some of the less worthy ones fell with a dab of defeat as more and more choppers filled the sky. I like that, dab of defeat. They closed in on us, mowing down the sidelines. The Naruto run unable to outpace so many bullets at once. Defeat seemed imminent until a yeet sounded in the distance (laughs) and the sound of squealing unicycles filled the air. Can you tell it was coming? That boy? Here came them boys. Oh, yes! An army of green-clad boys pedaled their way (laughs) into the fray, drawing the helicopter fire away from the main group. The guards on the rapidly approaching base... Desperately tried to get them back on track, but it was hopeless. The helicopters let themselves be baited to Keanu Reeves, who brought them down with one karate chop. What a guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Man, I'm happy to see them arrive at last, Pussy Slayer 69 said with a grin. I'm almost as happy to see them as I was when my girlfriend brought her five porn stars home for a uh, seven sum, which I didn't know was possible. Her five porn stars? Her five porn star friends. Porn star friends, okay. Home for a seven star. Seven sum. So, he doesn't clarify. It'd be funny if they're all dudes. 
they're just her friends. And he's watching. The sixth son while he watches. However, what I saw next made me realize the true extent of the military's strategic genius. Around the base, stretching for several yards, were rows and rows of Minecraft fences. Oh. Oh no, it's over. Pussy Slayer 69 cried out. We can't jump over those. Not like I can jump eight girls at a time and still have some spare for <laughs> a dozen more. He was right, and as soon as the front lines reached the fence, they tried jumping over them, resulting only in them jumping in place while the guards <laughs> riddled their bodies with bullets. Did you see the thing where they were like, everyone build your Minecraft beds out of uh, gunshot range so when you die, you wake up and you can go back? <laughs> that was that part of it? That was part of it, This yeah. person did their this research. We talk about people like researching canon. This person researched... This is research the meme canon. And there's probably even more to research because it was just unlimited amounts yeah. of content online. There you go. Uh, so he says that um, we're done for, unlike the time where he was nailing eight girls with room for more. Mm-hmm. He was right. And they got rid of with bullets. My friend, I fear this is goodbye. Tears poured handsomely from my eyes. The fences were too close to avoid now. In the next second or so, we would be shot down without mercy. No. Pussy Slayer 69 took a deep breath. No, I have a confession to make. See, this whole time I've been untruthful with you. My name is a lie. I'm not a real pussy slayer. I never even seen a woman naked. No, I... Only started wearing the name Pussy Slayer 69 to look cool because people liked it. I started believing it and started spinning those lies and falsehoods. Also, I could finally have some friends. But I realize now this was all for nothing. Even now that I met you, my friend, I know that this is not what I want. This is not what I need. Then tell me, Pussy Slayer 69, I cried out as we were about to hit the fence. Tell me, what do you need? I will do my best to give it to you before we die a horrible, painful death. I need... Pussy Slayer 69 took a long, deep breath. I need about tree fitty. <laughs> it was at this moment that I noticed Pussy Slayer 69 was... <laughs> he was a Loch Ness Monster. ...was 500 feet from the Paleolithic era. <laughs> he was 500 feet tall and from the Paleolithic era. I blinked. Cash or credit? <laughs> You're a good friend. He bent down and lifted me by my super awesome flame-patterned shirt, and I barely had time to put a hand over my fedora to prevent it from being blown away. Yeah. Pussy Slayer 69 yeah. yelled and threw me over the 300 meters of fence like a trebuchet. At that moment, a torrent of bullets and rockets ripped his massive body apart. Oh! I screamed out in anguish as I plummeted towards the ground. Pussy Slayer 69, you can't die now. We have so much more to do to see. You can't leave me like this. What will I do without my very best friend alone in this cruel, cruel world? However, before I could start a proper flashback arc, I crashed, shattering the rooftop of the base and falling right into a busy corridor. Hundreds of armed guards pointed their guns at me. Full of rage, crushed by the loss of my very best and most long-lasting friend, the Loch Ness Monster, Pussy Slayer 69, I looked at them with eyes of fury, and they took a step back before my alpha-dominating presence. (laughs) I would make them pray. Master, forgive me, I whisper under my breath, crumbs of Cheetos falling from my ear. (laughs) But I'll have to go all out, just this once. (laughs) I reached under my trench coat before they could... He's wearing a trench coat on top of a Guy Fieri flame shirt. Yeah, I knew exactly what you meant. (laughs) I knew exactly what you meant. (laughs) I've seen it before. Yeah. (laughs) seen it a hundred times. A hundred times. hundred years. hundred years, Ricky Morty. Here we go. I reached under my trench coat before they could react, my hands too fast for their feeble eyes to see, Mm -hmm. and brought out my three most trusted companions... Aside from Pussy Slayer 69. Blood, rage, and havoc. Three of the finest katanas my expert eyes had the honor to see. Folded over a million times, etched with uber-cool patterns of flames and dripping blood, sharpened to a razor's edge, and brand new from the weapons store at Walmart. I bit into Havoc's grip 
and the guards gasped as they realized I knew the secret technique of Sentaioru. I obtained through hardcore training and mind-shattering effort. Marathoning all of one piece in one week is not an easy task. So that's how we learned how to fight with katanas. Mm-hmm. As soon as they realized what was happening, the guards screamed and opened fire, but I spun and swung, cut every bullet shot my way with expert precision, like precision, like they were going in slow motion. The supremacy of Japanese steel triumphing over the crude American metal. Butter soft in comparison. How do you feel about that? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> they fell one by one under my blades, blood splattering over the walls and the floor until silence fell in the corridor, only intermittently broken by my heavy wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> I sheathed my katanas and bowed respectfully to my opponents. The head of one of the guards rolled off his neck in answer. Sabake koto suminansen, I said, which translates perfectly, so trust, trust me, don't, don't check it. It wasn't going to. To, I am sorry for what I had to do to the uninitiated. I wiped off the greasy sweat from my forehead and smothered my, be- my beard, Cheeto dust falling to my feet as I did. I tipped my fedora and spotted the door with top secret, do not open, written on it took out Havoc, and sliced the flimsy steel door to pieces. In the middle of a large, circular room was a mirror. Just a regular, old-looking, standing mirror, about half again my size, which is rather large, as I am above the average of five foot nine and a half inches. Where is that the average? That is the average, and I am above it. Okay. I am above average. Okay. As I was staring at my handsome self, something appeared from within the mirror over my reflection. I considered it coolly as the high-level thinking atheist that I am. Oh, God. It was a face, that was for certain, as a basic analysis revealed two rather large eyes staring at me, a nose, and a mouth. However, it was also strangely equine, in a cute, toyish way. Round, soft, the thing had a mint-colored coat, we'll call it. Or more specifically, it was aquamarine. And a pale, light, grayish cyan mane with white highlights. Its eyes were a brilliant gamboge. An excited febrility shone brightly in them. What the fuck is Gambo? I think it's a color. Okay. <laughs> More importantly, it had a glowing horn right dab in the middle of its forehead, and a sudden force grabbed me and pulled me through the mirror. I screamed as I was slightly surprised by this, and I landed in the middle of a dirt road in what appeared to be a quaint medieval village. My jaw dropped open. The thing that had brought me here had been a drawing of a liar on its crop. And around me, dozens upon dozens of horse, pony things walked and chatted in perfect English about the weather and apples, and I couldn't believe it. It was real. I saw their butts. Holy shit, butts. Big, round, alien butts. Um, sir, the mint-colored thing started. Aliens! I jumped, pounced, left, whatever you want to call it, behind the alien, and beheld its beautiful round ass for a half second before my hand went crashing down on it with a resounding Area 51 stormed den aliens seen den cheeks clapped yep it's gamer time I dad so hard <laughs> that I faint end of story the author's note at the end please end me I like the idea of clapping cheeks actually being you just hitting it and not actually like having vicious sex with their ass. Dem cheeks clapped. I mean, this is the one person who actually stormed Area 51, so they really should have, they were really organized, they should have gotten more on the page well. They're really an American hero. By clapping cheeks. Yeah. Well, they're a Japanese hero. Japanese hero. Well, they are American. You can be Japanese and American. That's true. Japanese American, I guess where that term comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Every statue that's being torn down right now, we need to put one up of them in this place. Made of superior Japanese steel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Made of... (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. So, so, okay, honestly, I don't even think comments or criticisms are necessary. I think the only thing we need to ask is, is the author an actual weeb, or are they making fun of weebs? I, uh, I, well, when they said that they bought their katanas from the Walmart sector, the weapons section of Walmart, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, they're definitely uh, a weeb. You think they're actually a weeb? <laughs> no, they're making fun of weebs. You think they're making fun of weebs? I do think they're making fun of weebs. Interesting. You have to know a lot about the weebs to make fun of them. Especially when he's, <laughs> sorry, Master, i got to go all out just this once. That's my favorite line. What's that from? It's just like a thing that they say in anime. Yeah, it's oh, like, it? sorry, Master, like to know Master. Yeah. It's like, I know I promised you to not use my full skill, but I've got to go all out. Just this one. Just this one. Like Rock Lee, I'm taking off my wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All out. Have you ever seen, um, I think it's RDC World 1 on YouTube? No. They're the they're the guys, the, the ones that made uh, the, the Jermaine Cole video, when J. Cole gets an album coming back, and his fans are like, dealing drugs or, and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, there's a new J. Cole album out, out. and the guy just looks at me, and he's like, what? And he's like, there's a new J. Like J. Cole com- album coming out, and he's like, Jermaine. <laughs> yeah? Cole. Yeah? Man, shut the fuck up. Really? <laughs> and like it's just it's so good. But they they have all these anime videos, and they just released one which was like when the uh, when the protagonist is a kid, um, but he approaches the boss for the first time, or like the you know the villain for the first time, and it's just like this like big jack dude just oh, like, beating the shit out of this little kid. Yeah. And he's like, Master, stop! And he's like, He's the protagonist. He would kill me if I didn't do it. Like yeah. it, they make a lot of anime videos. Yeah, like I think I've seen the one where it's like the the anime character have like. Um, like a really weird weapon, yeah. like cards. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. I just watched that one. Okay, yeah, I do know these. They're, they're so good. Or like whenever an anime character brings out a sword, and they're like, "Shoot this guy!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Ting, ting, ting, ting." How is it possible? Yeah, it's like John Bomb on. Yeah, he's like, "Ting, ting, ting." Yeah, he hits the RPG out of the way. That's funny. That's all I know about anime. It's never videos like that. So yeah, this is what would have happened if we had more resolve. Yeah, if someone actually stuck to it. Exactly. Interesting. And he got launched. Who was your favorite character from the story? Tree Fitty. Tree Fitty. Pussy Slayer sixty nine. That was that was so good. That that's, nice that's a South Park reference for us. Nice. That was good. No, I, I thought that was hilarious. I thought, yeah, the Hishtoyle. I thought that was hilarious. That was a great... I, I just, I, I like to think that it was someone who isn't a weeb making fun of them, but it's like in the other guys where, like, Mark Wahlberg learned how to, like, ballet dance to make fun of the sissies up the street. <laughs> it's like, you learned to ballet dance ironically? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. You, you watched three seasons of Naruto ironically? <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted to make fun of him. Yeah, so you, you don't even get it. Like, like it's such an amazing story, but the fans are crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all the, all the other fans are crazy except for me. Like, they just don't get it. They don't get the real thing. Like, it's just I'm making fun of the fan. It's very meta. Storm episode fifty one. I like that. That was a good. That was a great. Actually, I'm gonna say great episode or a great fic. I think it had some good. Uh, I had some good imagery at the end, like yeah. the like the thing that had brought me here had a drawing of a liar on its crop. I don't know what that means. No, I, don't I, I don't know what Gamboge is. I don't know what Gamboge like, this is. All was very good. highbrow. That's good. Um, Gamboge, a gum resin produced by various Eastern Asian trees, such as a yellow pigment and in medicine. Gamboge eyes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What is it? Yeah, he said Gamboge eyes, didn't he? I suppose. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was quite a blur. Yeah. Um, Must be. The I mean, thing. they were running so fast like Naruto, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. I like the inclusion of the uh, Minecraft mm-hmm. beds. And then, yeah, I mean, just like, you have to go with this fantastic... Uh, the paint image. Paint image. That was yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, good... Um, oh, cover art by the astounding AXXUY. So, that wasn't yeah. the... Uh, the you author. took it from somebody. Yeah. Um, this is really a spoiler in the first place and not the logical conclusion of a story featuring humans needing an excuse to go to Equestria. So, there were no aliens, just My Little Ponies. Yeah, it's actually My Little Ponies. Yeah. That was, that was a good way to round it out, honestly. Very solid. Yeah, without committing, as we yeah. talked about earlier, yeah. committing one way or the other on yeah. extraterrestrial life. Because we all agree... Little Ponies could be extraterrestrial life. We all agree about Little Ponies. My Little Ponies yeah. are here. They're real. And very fuckable. They're here. They're fuckable. They're, they're here. Are. They're steers. Get used to it. Exactly. 
Interesting. Um, it's just part of our life. Yeah, now. yeah. So, so what are you stoked on this week, Ryan? Uh, what am I stoked on this week? Oh, geez. I recently, within the past three weeks, uh, with my roommates, picked up the starter kit for the player's handbook for Dungeons & Dragons. I saw that. Okay. Okay. Fifth edition. And uh, we started playing it. And it is a lot of fun. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a little angry you started playing D&D. I, I, have, I have the campaign. I have, I'm a little I have, angry you started playing with that. I have some campaigns downloaded on my computer. You you and, 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 and yours are more than welcome to roll some characters. I was... I was Dead ass, just about to ask you if you and yours mm-hmm. wanted to start playing D&D. Mine's does not. <laughs> mine's has made it very clear that mine's does not. Does not. But okay. if you if yous and yours is, would like to, we uses, go ahead and, and I'll send you the reference. So I use this, this website called D&D Beyond where you can kind of roll your characters and it just walks you through like yeah. basically how it works and how you want to set up whatever you want to set up. Yeah. Uses are totally as welcomes and rolls your own characters and I will be as yours DMs. Okay. Because I've been having, I've been having, yeah, a, lot having a lot of fun with yeah. it. Because uh, it's, it's like playing a video game and I'm yeah. just like kind of sick of video games right now and I like yeah. to like hang out with humans and yeah. kind of just have our own thing and I, honestly one of my stoked ones from a long time ago was the Adventure Zone so... Uh, to podcast about D&D, yeah, yeah, D&D. so I've been very um, very inspired by that and just uh, it, it's a lot of fun good good. good. I'm glad you're having fun with that you, once you buy all the die though you do feel like yeah. wow I've crossed a bridge I'm into this I've crossed a bridge Rubicon is crossed yeah. Rome is mine <laughs> yes. interesting uh, so I'm stoked on I just finished um, Mouse M-A-U-S Mouse Mouse which is not like a German DJ I've learned no. no and don't be alarmed that the cover has a swastika but in the middle of the swastika it has a cat, and that cat has a Hitler mustache and Hitler hairdo. You're gonna get some stairs at Barnes and Noble. You're I had to get some stairs. I had to take the uh, the dust jacket off so I could not look so weird when reading, reading it in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like me when I was reading Saga. I was like, yeah. "Oh, there's a giant with a huge penis," and yeah. then I just kind of crack open this page. Yeah. And I'm just gonna <laughs> just get through it. it. Yeah, I got the idea. Yep. Uh, it is a. It was written in uh, the 70s, 80s, I believe. It is written by Arch Spiegelman. It is a uh, biographical graphic novel. So it's real, it's real life, about Art and his relationship with his dad, Vladek, and it's about his dad's story of being in Poland and surviving the Holocaust. And um, so it's about, like, his relationship in real time with his dad and how they, like, fight and have arguments and how he, like, can't really relate to him. But then you kind of realize that, like, no one can really relate to him because he survived Auschwitz mm-hmm. and, like, how, like, you can't relate to that. Right. So it, it, their dynamic is amazing, just, like, hmm. learning about that. Um, but it's a graphic novel, so it's, it's actually written more like a comic strip style, where all of the Jews are mice, all of the Germans are cats, and all of the Poles are pigs. All the Americans are dogs, and all of the French are frogs. Interesting. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah. And so, um, it's just about his dad. The like, French being frogs. None of that, none of the rest of what you said was funny. Just the French. French, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's sort of like a, a joke in itself in the book. Like, you understand why he makes the French frogs later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just this very, like powerful story very epically and wonderfully drawn uh, it's all black and white it's like 300 pages if you get the, the complete edition but holy shit is it good does the uh, does the fact that they're animals would that make it for like you could get, show that to like a younger reader or, I would actually say yes or do you think it's like this is a, a story Tom device and this is a mature book if I had a 13 year old that didn't know anything about the holocaust which I hope that's not the case because mm-hmm. they should know at least a little bit about that point but it would be a very good thing to give to like a 12 or a 13 year old so they can kind of understand like okay so first 
you know, just this little tiny thing was stripped away. Then this, then that. Because it starts in, like, 35. Mm. And it goes all the way to uh, his father being liberated. Mm. And then finding his, um, the guy's mom. Mm-hmm. But uh, his mom, um, this isn't a spoiler because it books me out forever, uh, his mom killed herself. So it's also about how he and his dad are dealing with the fact that his mom killed herself. Mm. And she had mental problems before the war. She survived Auschwitz and then came out and had another kid and then killed herself in the 60s. And so it's just like, it's this really heavy tale. I know it sounds, I know I always bring up really heavy shit, but mm-hmm. it is really good. Hmm. I, I It's won so many awards and there's a reason. It's a like solid 12 out of 10. Nice. I'm yeah. glad to hear because I remember you showing yeah. it to me and it looked fantastic. It looks beautiful. It's insane. And everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, you hear how good it is and you're always like, okay, sure, it's good. And then you're getting you're like, fuck, that's really that good. That's why I was curious if it's a good for like younger, if it could be like a teaching tool. I, if I were a middle school or early high school history teacher, I, and I was trying to teach European history, everybody pick up a copy of Mouse and let's read it. You're going to get people to read through. People barely read their stuff for English class, which would take tests. Are you going to make them read a 300-page graphic novel? I think they would be more apt to do it just because it's pictures and you get through it quickly. That's true. Even if you just look at the pictures. I don't think I had someone reading for like A-push or anything. I don't think. I think it was just like, show up the first day and get ready. So Mouse. Mouse. Mouse is amazing. It's really good. Highly recommend to anybody. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Like us, rate us, review us, smash like. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and if you don't, uh, that's okay. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we love you anyways. Thanks for thanks for your time today. And, uh, Ryan, what should we remember? I want to just say to all my weebs, you know, you may be covered in Cheeto dust and you might be high on Mountain Dew, but I want you to have the best day ever. Get up there, get your katanas out, and go clap them cheeks. Have a great day.